Episode is this two oh one? Two oh one. Shit. Episode two oh one for twenty twenty one. Wait. No, twenty twenty two. For twenty twenty two Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. I'm still I'm still thinking it's twenty twenty one. It's it's weird. Duh, it's weird. When I wrote that in the notes, like I, I <laughs> we have a we have a uh something where we mentioned the date in the notes and I wrote twenty twenty two, I was like, Holy shit, it's twenty twenty two. Like I when so for like a little inside baseball, we have, you know, obviously we have the Vivo channel on Serious Rap Shit Vivo. If you look it up on YouTube, it'll pop right up. Yeah. Um and we have like a, a doc uh, Google Doc that has like every video we have on it and like videos that are yet to come out and be posted. Right. I'm gonna fuck up adding dates to that for like the next month. I'm gonna I'm gonna email our the person we deal with and be like, hey, ignore that. I'm gonna keep writing 2021 for yeah. a while. It, it um, takes a few weeks for me yeah. at least. It takes and a then, few weeks <clears throat> when the year rolls over. Especially because it's not like we're in school anymore where you have to write the date like every day. Every day. Like, yeah. I don't write the date ever. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like unless I'm doing that stuff, like the Google Doc stuff, I don't have to write the date on anything. I, you know, and physically don't write the date at all. You yeah. know what I mean? No, there's only the only time um I I end up like writing the date out by hand occasionally. I do um a column with the uh, American Poetry Review, mm-hmm. and they'll pay me like they pay me up front for the column, and then they'll pay me on the back end a little bit more after it gets published or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's like the only time I go to the bank because they send me a physical, physical check. check. Yeah, literally everybody else pays me digitally. Like any money I make, people pay me digitally. I'm not coming out of clubs with fistful of cash <laughs> anymore because of COVID. So I never go to the bank now, except for when, you know, my column comes out and it gets published. And every time I go to the bank and I go to physically start writing out the date and I kind of, I have to pause. like Cause I, you know what I mean? Like I never do it. And I don't yeah. know what date it is. I have to look on the little, you know, the bank has like the little shit yeah. with like oh, yeah, today's definitely. date on it. I gotta look on there because I never when the fuck am I writing the today's date? Like like you nah, said, we're and, not in school anymore. And we don't operate in, in work senses of like, oh, I need to know what today's date is because it is like I I yeah. take anytime someone says like, oh, you have this thing to do that day, I just fucking like add it to my calendar on my phone. Right. Right. So I don't like, you know what I mean? Like I got, I got a doctor's appointment next week. I got, um, something due or uh, at the end of the week, like shit like that. It's just like, I just throw the dates into my phone so I don't forget. So I just, then I just like pull up the, I'll pull every week. I'll pull up the thing and like click on each day to see what I have listed that has to be yeah. done in those days. I don't, I, yeah, I don't have to write dates down. So I don't remember shit. And they're always like, you know, you go to places like, yo, do you want me to give you a card for that? Or blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't need a card for it. Like, I'm putting it in my fucking calendar right now. And or if we're doing something or, you know, we we're working on a project. A lot of it's like, hey, I'll send you a fucking Google uh, alert about it. So it'll go on your calendar. Like, yeah, the the calendar be saving me. Um, I try 
to uh, remember things week by week. Mm-hmm. Uh, just hold it in my memory too. Yeah, because like I noticed that being uh, online so much and and not uh, really, you know, having access to Google and and all of that stuff, I noticed my memory has been like a little weird lately. Mm-hmm. So I be trying like. Um, maybe like the top of the week I'll look at my schedule and what I have on deck and I try to just remember it like oh Tuesday at six I have a call and all this other shit you know what I mean and then you know I have a safety net because like you said with the Google alerts or whatever it's on my calendar anyway Mm -hmm. so even if you know I do have a call or an interview or something like that uh, Google will like alert me (laughs) 30 minutes before the fact and I'm like oh okay you know what I mean so it's, it's like I try to hold shit in memory but also realizing that I have like the safety net so that I'm not like fucking up a bunch of meetings and, and missing shit cause I hate that shit too like if yeah. I if I fuck up and forget some shit I, I you know I don't like doing that yeah I'm bad with I'm, I'm bad with like because I don't know the dates every day, I'm bad with it. That's why I have to put everything in the calendar because I'll fucking forget. Like, I'll be like, oh, I got a call on the 12th. And right. I'm like, okay. But I don't know when the fucking 12th is. So, like, until I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what day it is. So, I always got to go into my calendar anyway. So, I was like, you know what? I'll just throw everything into my calendar. I've been trying to tell my mom that shit because she still has, like, a physical calendar that she puts up on the oh, wall. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And, like, writes, like, because she's still part-time working. Um, she's partially retired and part-time, you know, and still works part-time. Um, she'll like write her schedule on the calendar and I'm just like you know you could just do that in your phone like right. you know what I mean instead right. of like writing it out physically on the calendar but she's like no but that way I know like mm-hmm. I could just look at the calendar and know I'm like your, your phone's in your hand all the time so just yeah. like look in the phone like but you know people get set in their ways and shit like that so yeah. um, but yeah man I, I, uh, I, I'm bad with that man I, I, I gotta write everything into my calendar cause like yeah like you said like maybe once in a while I go to the bank and have to like write something down and I don't pay, I don't really pay anything with check anymore. You right. know what I mean? Cause right. like if I pay with check that 90% of the time means I need to have stamps as well. And like, I don't know, I don't even know where a stamp would be in the house right now. So yeah. like, yeah, I'd rather just fucking, you know, go online. If I get a bill, go right on, I get right on my laptop and be like, all right, I'll pay this bill. I'm not trying to write out no checks. We had to do that shit in South Philly. Like, write out a check and then uh we never mailed them our um landlord would like be in the he, oh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be you know yeah i'm gonna be in the area on friday whatever and we link up and i hand him a check i ain't trying to do all that shit Duh, i remember when i first moved out that spot i had in frankfurt you remember that spot i had in frankfurt mm-hmm. uh where the crackhead lived in the front apartment and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> My landlord used to come pick the checks up. I never had a mail or nothing like that. He used to come by and pick the check up for the rent. And he drove when they brought when they, remember when they brought back out the roaster the roadsters the what I think they were Chevy or whatever died but they were like those long stretched out vehicles and they had like uh like the big like the big back tires and like the smaller yeah. front tires they were like basically like faux race car type things. Yeah, yeah. This dude used to come pick up the rent check with uh. In one of those, in like this, in like a leather duster. Oh, and, shit, what? <laughs> and like, I don't know if it was a wig 
or like dyed black hair because it was like, so dark. It was like Yo. way too dark to be like, oh, this dude's like in his like 50s or 60s and he has like this super dark black hair. And I was like, it used to be so funny because I would see him. But like, he was a nice guy. Like he was super duper nice. Yeah. Um, and I probably would have been stayed living there if I didn't meet my kid's mother and like she got pregnant. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, he was like, it just was always funny because he would pull up in like this, like this really like sports car and like leather black duster <laughs> with like this dark black hair. And like, I'm just like, Dude. And I think it was dye because like you would see like I said, it was dye or either a wig because you could see like he would have always have stubble on his face and his stubble mm. was like grayish colored. Like right. you know what I mean? Like your hair not that black if, if no. all of this <laughs> shit is 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 salt. No, because like most people I know, even if they have like their top goes gray before like their beard, like my beard has gray in it, but nothing compared like if i would have let my hair grow in yeah. my sides are like pretty great when i had when i first had the back surgery like that first two weeks i didn't shave my head just because it was way too much of an effort to do yeah. and um like i just i don't like it takes a few minutes and standing there for a few minutes to shave and all shit so i was just letting my hair grow in and like you could see all like uh, my sides are like almost completely gray yeah. um they're like there's a lot more salt than pepper in them shits at this point you know right. what i mean right so uh I was like, yeah, like dude's dying his hair like this jet black color, <laughs> like unnatural <laughs> black color. The you know Beijing. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, that shit used to crack me up all the time, man. All the time. But like I said, nice guy. You know what I mean? He was a nice guy. You know, aside from I've, letting that crackhead live in the apartment. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this, like I've I've been fortunate. I've never had like a dickhead landlord. Yeah, I'm I've been pretty good with landlords too. Um the the guy before I before the place I'm living in now, the the uh house I was living in before this, dude was kind of a shit bag. Like oh, shit, yeah. Um I fucking AC went out like right before the July fourth weekend and he like mm. avoided the calls until the fourth of July and it was like, Oh man, it's the fourth of July, I can't send somebody July, out right bro. now. Dude, it was <laughs> oh, so, so fucking hot in that house, man. Like <sighs> That's so whack and fucking scummy. Yeah, like, like, he, like you, he, you see me calling you. Yeah, like <laughs> leaving us on red. You know what I mean? Yo. Like, oh yeah, 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 and just never answering the call. Come and then on. like, then fucking finally on Fourth of July, I text back like, oh man, sorry, just saw this. Yeah. Like, you know what Yo, I did mean? You, did you need me? Is everything okay? Yeah. And like <laughs> July Fourth was a weekend. A we would say yeah, and like July Fourth was a weekend, so like it meant like sat like July Fourth was a Saturday, so it meant like wasn't getting nobody out there Sunday either. Wow! And so it was like you just had a suff. It was so fucking hot; it didn't make any sense, man. That's awful. So hot. That's, I've um, I've heard folks um who have had horror stories with landlords, but yeah, I haven't had. I had one dude um in the the apartment building where me and steve lived shout out to steve um my fucking roof in my bedroom caved in uh-huh. and homeboy acted like he didn't want to fix the shit <laughs> but besides that like our 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 last like our landlord now is like she's chill and the guy that we had before uh when we lived in south philly he was like really like really fucking cool you know what i mean like to the point where 
when COVID happened, he would hit me up every few months like, yo, y'all cool, you know, on the rent. Do y'all need to like, <laughs> he offered us um, to like not skip a month. Mm-hmm. But he was he was basically on some like, yo, I could like front y'all a month and y'all, you know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if y'all are cool. And, you know, my thing was like, yo, Liz works from home. Yeah. I've been working from home. Yeah, since. y'all both were lucky enough to be able to work from home. So. Yeah, so it was no COVID didn't tax. I lost DJ income. Yes, yeah. But I yeah, just definitely. replaced that by writing more. Um so yeah, is is I've I've never had like an asshole landlord though. So I've uh, you know I feel blessed. Fuck fuck landlords in general, but yeah, definitely. I've never had like a real shitty like horrible one. Now my my mom's friend uh, had a terrible landlord who was the person's sister. We, her sister was or their sister well, the was. Si- the landlord like the 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 woman my mom knew like the the house she was renting was like a small tiny house like a two-bedroom house and it was the lady the lady's daughter and the daughter and the 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 daughter had like a you know like a one-year-old or some shit like that yeah and there was like rats running around the apartment oh there was like the stove uh, barely worked like only one burner worked on the stove and all that kind of shit and I when my mom first brought it up to me I was like yo she needs to fucking report the landlord like yeah. blah 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 and she was like well the landlord's her sister so she doesn't want to cause any problems I was like I don't give a fuck like come on we'd be scrapping in the street like right. no like not rats running around uh-uh. no like you know the landlord I have now is a nice person but like this place is fucking and he's ignored a lot of the issues yeah um but he also wants to fucking sell this place so like i'm gonna be moving soon anyway right um but uh he yeah he like i said he's not a bad guy in general but he's just like he i think he's he's got he's gotten tired of running like owning the place and wants to get just get rid of it you know what i mean um, which yeah. is like, if you're a landlord, that's the thing you do is just be like, yo, I'm just going to sell it. I don't want to, I don't, cause like there, that's what happens a lot of times is like people own the property and don't want to take care of it anymore. Right. They're like, oh, there's, an, there's another thing. I just replaced that. All right. Well, yeah. that's fucking <laughs> owning property. Dog, I, Upkeep. Like, man, once I think it was like within a year, the, we have central air here. The central air went. And mm. the fucking water heater went, and I was just like, I can't yeah. imagine. Like, the, I think the the AC alone was like five racks. Yeah, and I think like the water heater's a couple at least. It's just like I don't want to have to deal with. I wouldn't want to deal with none of that. I never like honestly like unless it's like owning a condo. I don't want to own a crib. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to deal with that shit. You know what I mean? The, our fucking um the spot we're in now, um. The central air unit is like right here to my left. And that shit went out like we moved here in May and it went out like right in the summer, like right after we got here. Yeah. And homegirl, I don't know what she do. You know what I mean? Our landlord, like when she's not being a landlord, um, dog, when I say she had somebody in here 
to pull that whole fucking system out and put a whole new one in within like a week of me calling her. It might have been days. Like yeah. she like immediately I was like, yo, the joint's not working. So she sent the ball out. He tested it or whatever. And I guess he went back and told her, like, yeah, y'all need a new joint. Within a week, the motherfuckers was dragging this shit. I had to move all my records out because, like, you know, you can see I have, like, a couple records here. But mm-hmm. all of this closet and all of that closet back there is records. And all down there is records. And in front of here that you can't see it's called <laughs> records you feel me and so you like, need more <laughs> and i definitely need more and i got we ain't gonna get into that <laughs> but it, a lot of fucking records so i had yeah. to move all of this shit out and they came in oh when i say it was like a week after i told her and then an afternoon worth of work they yanked this motherfucker out put a new one in and i'm like Oh, you just had the bread on deck to do that? Like, because that's another thing with landlords. A lot of these repairs, these motherfuckers don't be having like no surplus income. They be living above their means. You know what I mean? So they don't be having surplus income to fix your shit. They got to take small, small home loans out to like fucking pay for shit. Yeah. 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 Because that happened to my homie bought a crib and like when he was going in to like do it, the person he was working with, like the person at the bank or whatever, was telling him like, yo, like what do you have to put down? He was like, I got this much. He was like, okay, now take like five or six grand out of that and because you are you need to keep that because yeah. like you're going to buy this house and like, yeah, we'll get it inspected and like everything will be cool. Mm-hmm. They were like, and then like a fucking tree will fall through your roof or some shit like that. Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like you can't, like you're going to need several thousand dollars on hand in case something goes wrong like your water heater could go in six months after you buy the house and like you need five or six grand to make sure you have so you can replace it yeah i had that cushion yeah and um uh so like yeah once he was telling me all that like when he was telling me all that shit i was just like i don't know if i ever want to have a crib man like that just sounds like work you know what i mean plus like I'm in a situation where I'm like, yo, I don't want to ever be like doing yard work. Like that shit doesn't. I know motherfuckers that be like, oh man, I love gardening. Gardening is good for me and it helps ease my anxiety. I'm just like, that shit sounds like work I don't want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I ain't grow up ever doing that shit neither. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I have no interest in doing yard work. I have no interest in like shoveling and shit. I want to live in a high rise apartment that, you know, I'm paying for somebody to basically shovel out the fucking walkway for me yeah. to get out of the fucking apartment when I need to type shit. Like, uh, I have no interest in that shit, man. For, for years, I wouldn't shovel, and I would just, like, pay young boys around the mm-hmm. way to do it. Um, and then when we moved on 50th Street, I was doing it before then, because I was doing it on uh, 49th, I think we lived on. I was, I was doing it there, too. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, after a while, like you don't want to be doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? I like I we haven't had since we've been here um in Fishtown, we haven't had no uh snow yet. Yeah. So I don't know, you know. Even though it's colder than a witch's tit out this motherfucker right now, yo. Yo, <laughs> it was hawking like I um walked and met Liz. Uh there's a gym not far from here that she goes to. Okay. I walked in and met her there. 
and it was cold as a motherfucker last night. Dude, it's so nasty out. Like, I I I walked the dogs last night, and like I still can't really walk all that well. So like walking them is like you know in quotations and shit. Yeah, yeah. But like you know I walk them like a block and be like, okay, like you guys gotta hurry up because it is cold as shit. You yeah. know, and I gotta do yeah, it each one. Shit. Cause they can't walk together, so I got to do them one at a time, and it's just like, yo, it's like I got gloves and a fucking hat. I'm like, you know, one of them kids. I look like uh, the kid from fucking Christmas Story and yeah. shit. I'm all bundled up, and because yeah. like, like you know, the cold weather starts fucking with you, and like my back is fucked up. So like, right, you know, it my back it accentuates all my back and leg pain and all that shit. Like it's the worst, man. Like I fucking hate the cold weather, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't mind it as much. I fucking love snow. As I get snow older, is, snow I, is nice to look at. I don't yeah. want to deal with it. Right. See, I'm <laughs> never like I was never a driver. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I I haven't I haven't had a commute. Dog, I I haven't had a long commute to work probably since like 2009. All my jobs I've had have been, been yeah. in my neighborhood, yeah. From like 2010 on, because I I made <laughs> I made like a promise to myself. I was like, "Yo, I'm not getting on. I'm I'm not a driver." Yeah. And I made a promise to myself that I wasn't gonna uh, be on SEPTA for fucking 40 minutes yeah, driving to out to you know driving out the Bluebell to work yeah. at a fucking. Uh, bill collection agency or whatever I, I said to myself in like 2010 i wasn't doing that shit no more so yeah i've only worked i've been like in walking distances from jobs and now since 2016 i just work at home so i i haven't had to deal with like a long ass commute in the inclement weather in a long fucking time so now i like when i see like snow i got so hyped yesterday I looked out the window and saw oh, like, yeah, snow. We had, like yeah, we had some flurries going on yesterday. You yeah. feel me? So like, yeah, I like I'm I'm like all about it. But I get you know I get why damn near everybody else is like yo fuck snow, dude. I used to, like that's the thing. Like I was, uh, like I, I dropped my mom off at work last night, and like as I was driving, I'm just going like, well, actually when I was out there walking the dogs, um, and then had to drive, I was just like I used to have to work in this shit every night. Yeah. Like, and it was brutal, man. I do not miss that shit at all, dog. Yeah. Like, because then on top of it, you know, like, I'm in this small truck. And so it's, like, when you get in and you turn the heat on, it's ungodly hot in the truck. Right. So you can't sit in your coat in the truck because it's too fucking hot. Yeah. And then you get out and it's like, because if you do, you start sweating. And then if you got to get out your truck, then you've been sweating and now you're out in the fucking cold. Pores all um, open and shit. Yeah. Wet. Like yeah. it was the worst, man. Yeah. I, I do not miss that shit at all, dog. Not at all. Um, uh, I guess we get some news for the week. Um, yeah. So I just saw this today. Um, they have a Janet Jackson uh, documentary coming to Lifetime, and I think A and E as well. But it's you know definitely coming to Lifetime. Um, it's, yeah. And it, I saw the trailer. It looks like really good, and for Lifetime, yeah, it's pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, Janet Jackson. Um, I don't think that. I don't think that. Uh, we really understand, you know 
what a pop culture phenomenon mm-hmm. Janet Jackson was. Like that year, I can't think of um, if it was like 88. I can't remember the year it was. But when she won, it was either the Grammys or the American Music Awards. That where she was like, yeah, she there. had all the awards. Yeah, 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 like nobody was doing it like Janet was doing it no. in the eighties, and then and in, into the nineties. Like Janet, not only did she like dominate pop culture, because like you know we think about the eighties, we think about like Michael, her brother, mm-hmm. of course, Prince. If if we want to, you know, split it into four as far as like who really dominated the eighties, it's Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna, and Janet Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she that was control on, record was just like insane. Crazy. Control insane. rhythm nation. Rhythm nation, yeah. Dog, if you grew up in the eighties and you, you know, were listening to radio <coughs> control. You know, and then it did into the nineties, you know, stuff like Miss You Much. Mm-hmm. Those songs are like embedded in your DNA. Yeah. Because they were they were that uh popular and that ubiquitous. So yeah, Janet Jackson Janet Jackson I don't even want to say like deserves you know, a a a, a feature length documentary treatment but yeah it it makes absolute sense to me that you know somebody's doing this shit and i'm hyped yeah i'm a i I love janet jackson you know what i mean so i'm like i'm hyped to to uh to watch this shit yeah me too especially because she's she was so private like she was really a private person um and like part of it was like her brother was so insanely huge so much attention was like on him she was actually like able to keep some more things private and, and undercover for herself. Um, it wasn't so more recently where like, I like, I know like the, the, the thing with like Jermaine Dupri kind of like blew up like really big and like mm-hmm. that relationship type thing. But like, she has like a 20, like almost a th- like a 30 year old kid or some shit like that. Like no one right. ever knew about, right. um, which is perfectly fine. Like, you know, I don't like, that's one thing for me. I don't never, know your kid. Go yeah. Ahead. I've never Sorry. been a big, like, um, celebrity gossip person, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Like, you know, whether you're an artist that I'm into or a fucking like basketball player, like Ben Simmons just got engaged, I think, over the weekend or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, great. Yeah, I, like, congratulations I really, to them. Yeah, man. congratulations. I hope they're happy, but like, I don't care about like gossip and shit like that. It's never been a thing for me. Um, so I definitely was like, um, I'm interested to see like not necessarily like private moments, but more like right. I'm interested to see uh what she's uh like what we didn't always get to see and some you know like from the trailer like there's a lot of like you know um home videos just from like her as a little kid still mm-hmm. when you know when she's living with her brothers and her father and shit um and like uh, from what it it shows, like you know, her dad really tried, like he did with the uh, with the boys, he tried to control, uh-huh. and like and control everything about her and all that kind of stuff. And like, um, there's a lot of talk of her like coming out on her own and being like her own person. And um, I'm interested in a lot of that stuff. Like that stuff's interesting to me. And also because like like you said, like it so much of her music is so ingrained into like our childhoods and shit like that. That um, and like. 
she was like the the epitome was sexy in like the early 90s when we were like coming into our like young you know like our young teenage years of yeah. like um when she like video what's the name of that dance song when she's like out in the desert she has like the crop top on and all that's that the shit. way love um, goes that's okay. the way yeah like yeah. <laughs> yeah. dog like like so and like her her whole like dance her all our dancers were in that video and they were like all sexy as shit and like yeah. it just looked like like oh this is what, in that video yeah and like you watch it and you're just like is this a what like a being an adult is like because right. like i could get into this like yeah. you know what i mean um but yeah i'm really interested in checking this out um it comes uh the 28th uh january 28th of this yeah. month or, or this year um so like yeah i'm really interested in checking that out um that seems like something uh i think like a lot of people who listen to our podcast would be fucking into yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, they say they're going to address the Justin Timberlake uh, yes. Super Bowl yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I do appreciate uh, how that moment has been kind of revisited by uh, pop culture. Because, you know, when that shit happened, people were, you know, Janet got the bulk of the heat for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um but now people are, you know, kind of uh, calling Justin Timberlake to task for his yeah. role in it. As you know, yeah. it take two to to pull a titty out. In public, yeah, especially you know because like he played it off afterward, like, oh, I didn't know anything about it. When it's like, no, dude, you grabbed at it you and gra- ripped it off. So like, you obviously knew something was going to happen. You like, knew what it was. You yeah. knew what it was. So yeah, I'm, I am curious about that bit because I'm curious. I never believed the wardrobe malfunction thing. I nah, think they wanted that to was a do, plan. yeah. I think they wanted to do an edgy thing for like the shock value of it, but the heat it didn't go the way that they wanted it to go, and the heat Absolutely. and the outrage kind of made them scramble and 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 try to put a spin on it. Like, oh, it was a mistake. I was watching that shit when it happened. Yeah, like, nah, me too. Y'all, y'all grabbed that shit and pulled it off. So I uh, am interested in that shit too i remember when i worked at rena center we were like delivering furniture to some dude's house like a furniture set like a living room set and dude had a printout like not like pictured framed any literal just like piece of paper printed out of off a printer with that picture of her with her like nipple out what and like just like taped to his wall i was like the fuck is going on in here, my man? Like that's so weird. It was it was the it was one of the weirdest things I ever saw in a long line of weird shit that I saw working at that job. I could imagine um, it delivering the, shit to people's houses, de- delivering shit inside of people. I ain't yes. talking about DoorDash or GoPuff where you leave some shit at the door. Delivering shit into people's houses is the wildest thing ever. Yeah, because you just like. Your house is your private space. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, you feel like, well, what I do in my house, it's one of the like the worst things about like having somebody break into your house. It's like, yeah, you lose shit, but whatever, shit can get replaced. It's the feeling of violation where it's like, oh, this is my place and yeah. someone was in my place. Um, yo, it, it was so wild. <laughs> you just had like a bare picture on the wall <laughs> with her like. Like and uh, like I said, it was like a printed out like fucking two you know like fucking regular white stock paper with just no. like the image on it, 
and it didn't even take up the whole paper. It was just like a in the middle of cube. the paper, and <laughs> it was just like taped to his wall. I was Yo. like, "The fuck is going on, man?" I just, I, mean, I just imagine this dude like head facing the wall, like uh, <laughs> like full metal jacket, like just yeah. head facing the wall, and him just like going to town, beating his dick. Because that's what it's little like, fucking I, grainy picture. It was like before, like high speed internet. Like I get, like we had, like it was like the times of like, oh, you get like Earthlink disc at the at the Wawa, and you could just take it and put it in your computer and get a new internet connection. Yeah. So you know, I guess that was my man's. <laughs> that's how he got it in. I'm like, they sell poor taste though, my man. Like you can just go get them. Um, right. That you know, that was the era of like you know the booty talk DVDs. Yeah. And shit. Like Jake Steed joints. <laughs> He was good. Yo, is Jake Steed in jail? Yeah, I think so. I remember hearing that years ago that Jake Steed was in jail. Yeah, I think he still is. It's fucking Uh, crazy. But uh, yeah, I like. (laughs) I'm I'm super excited for the documentary. I'll say that. Like, I I can't. I I definitely will be checking that out. Yeah, the Um, same. uh, Another thing um, that came out, I think, last week. um, Obviously, was the ending of uh, Insecure, which I thought was a great finale. Um, mm-hmm. the, the idea of using the birthdays to try and like spoilers, but the, to, to move years, it was a great idea the way they did that. Yeah. Um, some people didn't like it, but yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I definitely feel that. Yeah. I, I thought it was dope. That. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so Issa Rae, um, you know, she was making rounds, doing all types of stuff for, uh, for promotion and shit. And she, uh, I guess she was talking, she has like a, um, like a, a small boutique label. Um, called Radio R A E D I O. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And she, I guess, was asked about like how did you know how was it working in like the the music industry? You know, working with like in the, inside music industry with like like you know with your label, and then she's like the music uh, cre- uh, curator for like the show and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure she has other people to do it too, but like she's she's one of them. Um, and you can kind of feel that, like it feels like the vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah, very um, much like her aesthetic. Yes, absolutely. All over that show, absolutely. So, um, she said, like it's like the worst industry to work in. Like she said, it's worse than Hollywood. Um, and man, like from people we know and like experiences and stuff like that, like yeah. I can kind of see that. Like the money, it, the money's probably definitely worse. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> Which, yeah. That don't help. Um, and like she's just like, yo, just getting you know, getting clearances to work with this artist to work with that artist and get clearance to be you know, get them to be on this uh, like the soundtrack. Or she's like, it's just like it's a fucking mess, and artists are treated like shit, mm-hmm. and like I I. I I, like I couldn't see one argument against anything she was saying in the article. Like, yeah, you know, we know people who are in in music, and like we see how fucked up they get treated, and like you said, like money and all that shit is a joke essentially in that business. Um, you know, people get robbed, and, and and that's what she was saying too. Like she was like just thieves, and it, it's an industry. You know, like we know from years and years and years. 
Like, I mean, it was the whole point of that Cadillac Records movie where it was like, mm-hmm. this dude just robbed all these artists, essentially, of them writing music. He's listed as a fucking writer on all the music. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Which was a common practice. Oh, yeah. I was watching... Common fucking practice. I was rewatching uh, um, The Sopranos recently, and, like, there's, like, this older Jewish character on there who's, like, friends with Tony and stuff. Um, and he's like, you know, I got, you know, I got, uh, 10 platinum records on my wall. And Tony's like, he's like, I wrote 10 platinum records. And he was like, no, you didn't. You robbed right. 10 young black people <laughs> of their fucking rights to the music. Like, that's what you did. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, and yeah, it was such a very common practice back in the day. And it's still happening today. Like people get fucked out of their publishing all the time. Like, you know, uh, a, a lot of people, some of your favorite like big name producers are all like fuck people out of their publishing all the time. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I like when she was like when I was reading the article, um, I was just like, yeah, like this is pretty fucking dead on from anybody I know. Um it's it's a shitty business, man, and you know I can see Hollywood being fucked up in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. You know we see it all the time. Um, so but at like, least you get a bag, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> the bag. I think like, and that's what I think the big difference is. Is like the bag is just different. You know what yeah. I mean? Because um, yeah. in music, you can you can toil at that shit for twenty years and make almost no money. And have songs that everybody knows. Like, fucking TLC had, like, huge, 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 huge records and were broke. Yeah. Came out and said it publicly. Yeah. It was a scandal. <laughs> One of, like, the first artists that really talked about that shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Fucking Tribe talked about that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just being like, oh, we're, like, slaves to this fucking label. Like, we still own four more records and shit. Oh, like, I remember we were, um, I was probably, like... 15 or 16 um and we a bunch of us <clears throat> were out on like it used to be uh well it probably still is there uh near my around my mom's way it was a corner store on uh 68th and broad that like people used to congregate out in front of and i remember a bunch of us were out there and malik b was around and he was breaking it down like how you know they made like change literal you know change off of like every record that they sold and i remember that was the first time i had heard that as a kid and being like blown away i you know i would have thought like oh if you buy a tape for 10 bucks you know at least seven or eight or nine goes to the artist artist. he was breaking it down like nah it's not like that at all so yeah the, the, the i mean the record industry itself has its origins in like the exploitation of artists, specifically black artists when they used to, you know, show up in a town in Georgia somewhere and be like, who, who plays the blues? And, you know, they get one old guy with a guitar and they record his record and all of those profits and publishing and all of that shit went to whatever white person Mm -hmm. produced quote unquote that record. The, the majority of it didn't go to the artists. So, yeah, it's, 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 you know, um, you, some, a lot of times you, you finish how you start. And yeah. the record industry started in exploitation. 
and it's still rocking today. You know what I mean? Spotify, this this podcast will be on Spotify, but Spotify don't pay artists. You mm. know what I mean? Not an equitable rate. You know what I mean? So no, dude who owns is a billionaire. Come on. You know what I mean? So it's it's the record industry has not changed and it's being what it has been historically. Yeah, and it's also like poorly adaptable. Like they do not adapt to current trends fast at all. Yeah. Um, you know, th- the whole point of the streaming stuff is like they got caught with their pants down. They did not learn their lesson. They, you know, when, uh, what the fuck is that shit called? Uh, Napster. Napster, yeah. First came around, like instead of like, going like oh shit like digital music is the thing we need to like adapt and like make digital music be where we're going to in the future they were still working on like getting physical copies and like making sure like physical copy was the main thing and it's just like man y'all losing this like Mm -hmm. y'all did not you didn't see the future and part of that is because so many of these companies are run by like old dudes who have no fucking concept of like it's like congress when they like bring in like uh fucking social media people to like tell them they're like oh you know you know yeah your your face great your face uh your face group thing like you know why can't you do that and it's just like dude y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about like yeah. you know what i mean um and like they were talking like they're talking to the dude from twitter about facebook and he's like that's not my platform sir like i don't know you know what right. i mean he's like yeah but right. you know and it's like no i don't like it's not my fucking platform man these these record companies are run that way and like they refuse to adapt and refuse to like bring in people who knew what they were doing for so long that you know and then when they finally did catch on it was like well we don't give a fuck about the artists we need to be paid yeah because you know yeah I mean? they're, they're you know these uh large institutions that you know deliver music you know major record labels the uh the DSPs like Spotify, mm-hmm. you know they figure out how to pay execs. Yep, can't figure out how to pay musicians. No, can't and, and can't can't do it. It's partially why you see like Bowie's uh like Bowie's family or whatever like sold off the rights to all his music for two hundred and fifty million dollars. Two hundred fifty million dollars, which you know maybe I'm biased because I adore David Bowie. That seems cheap to me. That's what I and I and I'm not even the biggest Bowie fan. But like when yeah. I saw that, I was like 250 million. I feel like you get more, but you know. But I guess like they look at a lot of ways of being like, hey, like, you know, what it's that or like get thousand dollar checks monthly from like fucking Spotify or some shit. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, you get your ass cap check every once in a while. Might as well just fucking sell all off the rights and yeah. just get the money all up front as opposed to fucking sitting around waiting for money to come in for you know you know because it, it is a lot of like chump change from these fucking especially yeah. like the 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 streaming services because like it's just no money man just yeah. just no money especially considering the fact that the primary way that uh people are uh consumer consuming uh music is through streaming so yes, absolutely 250 million dollars wouldn't have made sense for a david bowie catalog in i don't know 1980 when you know you had to physically buy 
an expensive ass record and CDs were coming and cassettes were here. You were making all of this money from the physical product. Now, you know, so 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 it's either 20 years of that from 1980 to 2000 when Napster came out or it's 20 years from 2022 up until 2042 when people are still going to be when when you're still like you said getting like chump change off of streaming yeah so it makes sense you know what i mean it makes sense to get 250 million up front as opposed to you know it wouldn't have made sense maybe back in the day cuz you know 250 million you can make that you can make that into something yeah you know what i'm saying instead Absolutely. of waiting around for spotify to you know cut fractions of fractions of a penny that they pay out in royalties. Yeah, fucking, you can go buy an NFT or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, man, I ain't gonna say nothing about NFT. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess we can move on, though, um, to uh, our, our what are we listening to this week. Did you listen to anything new? Yeah, that Nas and Hit Boy. Magic. Really good. You know. Really good. You know. Um, you know, we love Nas, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And especially me. Yeah, it, it, certainly <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's crazy to see if, if you would have told me, you know, six years ago that Nas would be on the run that he's on now. Yeah. I don't know that I could have believed it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if, if I could have like seen it, but you know, I was saying this to somebody the other day. Chemistry is king. Yeah. You know what definitely. I'm saying? In any, you know, creative endeavor. I know that uh, heads in our age group desperately want Nas to make an album with Premier. They don't like the fact that Hit Boy sometimes uses 808s. Yeah, and they don't like the fact that his name is Hit Boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it and it and it, it agitates you. I I understand that you know, older millennial hip hop heads, and I know you want them to do a record with Premier or Pete Rock or you know whoever else you know uh, you deem like golden era producers. I get that. Nas probably ain't hung out with DJ Premier in 20 years. Yeah, I don't huh. know. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? The chemistry that he has with this cat hit boy now is the reason why this shit sounds so good. They're both, you know, they're both talented. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously. But chemistry is is why this music is resonating with, you know, people who hear it. And this joint magic is probably to me is my favorite out of the three records that they made together, it's it's probably I would I would argue that it's it's the best, you know, better than the two uh King's, King's Disease. Disease records. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This shit this shit has like an energy to it that's different. Yeah, it, it it for me, I agree. I think it's the best out of the three projects they've done together. Yeah. Um it's also short and sweet. It's like nine songs. They like, get in and get out. Yeah, um, it has ASAP Rocky on it, sounding the best ASAP Rocky has sounded in years to me. Yeah, um, 
that's the record that has Premiere on it. I think Premiere's just doing the scratches on that, though, because mm-hmm. Hit Boy's listed as a producer. Niggas was um, mad about that. Yes. Why, yes. why didn't Premiere produce it? I legit saw somebody post when he had like posted the uh, the track listing before it came out. Somebody in the comments was like, I bet fucking, uh, I bet it's just Premiere doing the scratching. And I was just like, it might be. like, Might be. He's fucking good at scratching. Yeah. And like... <laughs> Like you said, man, I, I know people that don't like, I know people, there's just people out there that don't like Hit Boy. And like, that's cool. I get it. You know what I mean? You don't got to like everybody. I yeah. think, like you said, I think they have great chemistry. Yeah. And he's brought the best out of Nas in a long time. And I like Life is Good. I think Life is Good is, in, is, is a good album. Yeah. I just think it's a little bloated. It's like 25 tracks if you get like the deluxe edition or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that and people was head over heels over that record. Yes. When it absolutely. came out. This shit is um, beyond that. I don't care yeah, what For me, it definitely said. is. Yeah. It, I think beat-wise, it's better. I think, um, you know, rhyme-wise, it's better. Like, there's... there Even on the King's Disease joints, you know, he... Try he t- t- tends to go a little like you know alpha male talking about women sometimes on those records. There's like a little bit of that on one record on one of the records on here, but not a lot of it. And it's like it. I think like he's. I honestly think, man, he is in one of his best runs in his career. Yeah. Um. When has he done this? Put together three straight that that the people fucked with. <clears throat> The only time he could have done it was if he would have got the clearances on those samples for I Am. I Am. Yep. Because I had the the bootleg I Am version, the one with like the uh, with the shit that didn't make the album because mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> excuse me, of um sample clearances. The shit with like in in vitro whatever the fuck it was called where he was inside the he was inside his mom belly button window shit. Belly like button H- window. Hendrick yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um and the uh the Project Window original with Ron Isley on it. Mm. Um, like all those original joints uh, that were on the album that didn't... Did, did, and even the uh, 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 Dying to Love or whatever that joint is called that ends it or whatever where like he shoots um, his, his the chick or whatever. Yeah, the original yeah. version is a different beat. Like there's a, there's a bunch of different stuff that's uh, different on that record. Um that would have been it because he would have like had three classics in a row. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Crazy. <clears throat> I I am the ages poorly just because of like the really like keyboard centric beats that were on there and all that kind of shit. Just it just yeah. doesn't age age very well. But um, these are like really great records, and this one in particular, Magic is insane, yeah. man. It's a God. really good record. Doug, he the first joint. Uh, speechless. Yeah. Where he says, um, he said, uh, only thing undefeated is time. The second is the internet. The internet. Number three is this rhyme. Before security, my dog had to sneak in a nine. God must be on my side. I got a chill. He, when he said that shit, like that, that, uh, pattern that he's hitting mm-hmm. and them couplets that he's hitting man i it 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 gave me a chill and i was like oh shit nas is like not playing on and this record like nas is not great 
changing styles. Like he's done different stuff before yeah, where yeah. he's tried to like change his rhyme patterns up and stuff like that. And I never really loved it. Like yeah. he's he was better like straight on, like just going straight on. This record, he plays with his rhyme style a little bit on different songs, and it's the best it's ever been to me when yeah. he's cha- tried to change up his his style. Yeah. Um he is I th- honestly for me, this is maybe the best record since it was written. Mm-hmm. That like, was my I, thought. I could, like, yeah. Yeah. And and he had moments on uh certain records that I liked a lot. Like there are moments on uh um the untitled joint that I liked. There are moments mm-hmm. on, you know, Godson, all all across his his catalog. But like as far as like uh uh enjoyable, short and sweet record where you know he's showing you that like that pen still work yeah this is this is definitely in the upper third of his catalog as far as like banging fucking records yeah and like if you want to make the argument that you know oh Nas is better than jay because there's always that thing this is probably the best record to make that argument with of being like well look he's you know what i mean how many years in the game and he's Uh dropping like one of his best records since fucking 96. Yeah. This shit like, better than 444. <laughs> and I like 444. I know, but I it's, know a lot of people like that. I thought it was cool, but yeah, this this shit, because 444 is a different record, though. That's like yeah, absolutely. introspective yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit. Like, I get it. This it's a therapy shit, session. Yeah. This shit is hard as nails at certain yeah. points. Yeah. I, 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 I really do think, like sitting there thinking about it, I think it's his best record since it was written. Um, it's so good. It feels like this is this would be blasphemous it, 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 without context. It feels like Illmatic in the sense that it's in and out. Mm-hmm. It gives you every you know. It gives it hits you with everything. It, but Illmatic is a short record. It's yep. like ten songs. You know what I mean? Yep. And this is very similar in the sense that like he comes in, bars you down, beats are banging, and then he's out. You know what I mean? And it has like, energy behind it. Yes, and energy. Like, he feels alive on this record. Like, he, he's felt alive on the King's Disease records, no doubt. Um, but, like, there's a lot of times you'll listen to and he just kind of feels like he's going through the motions. He's you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 This sounds like he's he's really dumping it out. And, like, he says on the record, King's Disease 3 is on the way. So, like... If this energy continues, I'm super excited for what like you know late 40s, early 50s Nas is going to be like. Like yeah. I, I'm, and I'm so happy. Shout out to uh to Dart Adams. He mentioned this uh about like the idea of like the older rapper is uh-huh. dead and has been dead for a while. And I think like the biggest thing is like we're a generation who has grew up in hip hop completely. Like even your brother, like hip hop wasn't like always the the music yeah. at the time you know what i mean He's, like my my brother's three years older than herc's first party yeah <laughs> so yeah that that generation gen xers yeah you know they got here before hip-hop got here as a culture yeah and we got hip-hop as like the dominant music since we were kids yeah, you know what I mean. Especially like if you grew up in certain areas, like we did, hip hop was a dominant music. You Absolutely. know what I mean. 
Um, yeah, we ain't, we ain't get that shit later. Some of y'all niggas <laughs> hip hop experts, but ain't hear this shit till you was like fourteen. Like nah, yeah. we was little fucking kids and yeah. and soaking in this shit. So, you know, we grew up in the music. So for us, like as we get older, we want to hear rappers. Like, hey, listen. There's rappers that are like 18, 19 years old that have made songs that I've really enjoyed, but they're not making songs for a fucking 40-year-old. You know what right. I mean? They're right. making songs for 18, 19, 20-year-olds and shit like that. As they That's should. Great. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm as a 40-year-old, I stare and listen and go, oh, I want to hear somebody who's in their 40s make music for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or, or, or talk about shit that's more relatable to me in the sense of like, Oh, this is what life was as I was growing up and shit like that. Yeah. Um, or what life is now for me as a 40 year old and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think like uh, our generation is legit the generation that killed that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you can't be. Because I remember when Rakim brought out, when Rakim came back and did, what was it? The 18th letter was that what that record mm-hmm. was called? Um, I remember people being like, oh, he's too old. And I think Rakim was like in his 30s at that point. Right. 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 (laughs) But, you know, because like the dominant rappers at the time were like in their 20s. You know what I mean? Like Jay-Z's gotten away with it for a long time because he was kind of ageless. Like his first record. Niggas, I think a lot of niggas ain't know how old he was, too. Yes, absolutely. I ain't know how old Hove was when Reasonable Doubt came out. I thought exactly. that nigga was like, you'd have told me, like, oh, yeah, he like 23. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, makes sense. You know? Yeah, so I think, like, um, you know, Jay is one of the people who defied that as well. But, like, I think that part of that is just because, like, people didn't know how old Jay was for a very long time. Because his first record doesn't come out until he's, like, 26, getting ready to turn 27 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so this one comes out, you know, as like a fucking, I think Nas is like 48, I think. Yeah. I think he's like 48. Um, so this dude will be 50 soon. And like, he's releasing some of his best music. And I think that's a fucking amazing thing. Like, it's yeah. so dope. You know what I mean? And it's much um, more common now. Mm-hmm. You know, Master Ace, same yes, thing. Absolutely. Master Ace has had a crazy run of records on the low. You know what I mean? De La Soul, yes. to this day... Everything De La Soul does is still the shit. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, it's different. When we were kids, you would get, you know, a rapper. I'm trying to think of somebody like like you would get like a Chi Ali who was mm-hmm. young, came out, and they might have got an album or two, or like Black Sheep. Black yes. Sheep came out, first album was banging, it was was dominating everywhere. And then a second album came out, didn't make no noise. And then now it's no more black sheep. Yeah. That was the common. And it's not like Drez wasn't a fucking dope rapper. You know what I Come mean? Come on, you know what I mean? Like it's that was the common thing. Like you would get a rapper would get like two albums, yeah, and then they would be out the game. But now it's different. You know what I mean? It's yeah. different. And I think a large part of that too is Nas has continued to release music. Um, Jay has continued to make records. Uh, I think a big part of it is, you know, like that is the one thing like Rakim just stopped making music for a while yeah, and then tried to come back and make music and not like the 18th letter is a bad record. Um, but like there was that whole vibe of like, Oh, you know, you hit like 30 and you stop making music for a while, but you still want to make music. So then you bring another album out at 35 and people are like, yo, like music has passed oh, where man, you were yeah, at. Well, you know what I mean? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I think that is a big factor, and it's like a factor in why like the locks have continued to make good music because they just keep making music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that's really important. Um, you know, Snoop's still making music. Like these, like these artists aren't like disappearing the way they used to. Also, just because like the way you can do shit independently now is really easy too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just make a record, put it on fucking Spotify, and like say like you know, and then because these artists have like you know, a decent fan base already, you know, you know, 4 million followers on IG or Twitter or some shit like that. They could literally just drop like, yo, just dropped a new record, blah, blah, blah. It's on Spotify. Go listen. You know what I mean? Snoop, Snoop got a joint with Red Man and Method Man right now. That's crazy. And then, you know, if, if COVID wasn't happening, I would be playing in clubs right now. Absolutely. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So yeah, it's it's different, and it's like, you know, we we this generation we kind of held on to our people, like nobody was trying to throw De La Soul away. Every time yeah, exactly. De La Soul made a record in the two thousands, it was like an event. You know what I mean? Yep. Nobody's trying to throw the woo away. You know, so it's just yeah, it's 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 different now, and Nas is reaping the benefits of that. Also pushing that forward, yes. and yeah, just just at its core, he got a fucking dope fucking record. Absolutely. So you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta respect that shit. Absolutely. Um, we can wrap up. Um, yo, I'll keep this short and sweet. SeriousRapShit.com. You get all the merch right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Serious Rap Shit Vivo. Go on YouTube. Hit up. Uh, serious put in the uh, search bar serious rap shit vivo v-e-v-o like and subscribe right there we have 62 videos another video is going up in another couple days um we're almost at 500,000 views on that channel which is fucking amazing i want to thank everybody who's been checking us out there um and uh oh you can find us on social media serious rap shit uh at uh serious rap shit on instagram and twitter um, I, I'm Indy I-N-D-I underscore S-R-S on Instagram and Twitter you're John underscore Liberator on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. um, hit us up there um, you can find that's, that's Twitter is where you find us most of the time um, if you have any questions or shit like that hit us up there Serious Rap Shit hit us up hit us maybe with some episode ideas all kinds of shit like that but um, other than that we'll be back next week peace peace Me and my friend take his fat, 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 fat